Father, we're so grateful for your presence with us. We're so grateful that you love us. And Father, that you have come to us through your Son, Jesus Christ. We are so grateful. And Lord, what a privilege it is to be here with your people, to declare that you are good, that you're a good God, that you're a faithful God, and that we can rely entirely on you. And we just thank you that you're here and you're moving in this place, Lord. And we pray that you would continue to do that. Pray, Father, that tonight we would hear your voice. We would hear your sweet whisper in our hearts and in our spirits. And, Father, that we would be strengthened by you to continue to live for you, to continue to honor you, to continue to bring you glory. And, oh, Lord Jesus, to be a people who make a difference in this world. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. thank you so so much um, if you weren't here this morning I'm Priscilla Reid from Belfast you probably get that from the accent but it's not usually as croaky as this so I'm doing what my mother always taught me not to do which was speak with my mouth full so I am sucking on a strepsil as we speak and might have to suck on a few more if we're to get through the whole evening but tonight we just wanted to talk a little bit about the ministry of the Holy Spirit and especially the prophetic and but not just to talk about it because I always think that when it comes to the gifts of the Spirit it's so important that we don't just see it as something that we learn about in our heads but that we see it as something that we can incorporate into our everyday lives and our everyday experience and so I'm hoping tonight that this will be a bit like priming the pump and that we'll get a taste of something that will make us hungry for more. And so it's going to be slightly experimental. And I'm going to have to trust you a lot. So you're going to have to follow instructions and, and, um, and stay within the parameters of what we're talking about tonight. But I suppose I love the prophetic because it brings two things together. I think it brings together the whole idea of hearing God's voice. And it brings together the whole um, desire to encourage other people. I love those two things. And I think actually they're essential to discipleship. If we want to grow in God, if we want to develop as Christians, you know, those two things aren't just for some people and not for others. If we're going to grow as a Christian, we are going to have to be people who hear God's voice for ourselves. I mean, it's wonderful to be together with other Christians. It's wonderful for people who have gift of teaching, who can teach us the Bible. But we still, as Christians, need to be able to learn to feed ourselves and hear God's voice for ourselves. And so that is an essential part of being a follower of Jesus. And when we're talking about the prophetic, we're talking about hearing God's voice. We're talking about knowing what his heart is for a situation, knowing what his heart is for an individual, a person, and then being able to communicate that to them under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Now, of course, 
The Bible makes it very clear that we prophesy in part. We are um, fallible human beings, and so we prophesy in part. So the Bible says very clearly that when someone speaks a word of prophecy to you, that you test it, that you hold it and you pray over it, and you say, Lord, if this is what you're saying to me, will you in some other way confirm it to me? Often you'll find that perhaps you've already been hearing God speak to you. You've been thinking that, you know, God has been saying certain things to you. And what the prophetic does, it comes along and it confirms what God has already been talking to you about. And so, but, but as well as that, praying and saying, Lord, come and confirm your word to me. You see, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are listed in the New Testament. Prophecy is just one of them. And the, the whole point about these gifts are that when the Holy Spirit comes, he comes with his gifts and he distributes them as he chooses. And he does it in order to build up the body of Christ. He does it to build up individuals. He does it to build up the, his church. And the whole point is that they're tools to get a job done. And, and we've got to keep that in our mind. They're not something to make us look good. They're not ornaments that we get to wear. They're tools to get the job done. And that's why it tells us in 1 Corinthians that we should earnestly desire the gifts of the Holy Spirit, that we should want that God would give us these gifts. I mean, from whenever I was younger, we were in quite a, um, a strict evangelical church that didn't really believe that the gifts of the Spirit were for today. And, and even though I didn't believe that they were for today, I still also thought that it was very presumptuous that you would, you know, ask God for anything. I mean, if he wanted to give it to you, wouldn't he give it to you anyway? You know, he'd just give it to you. So you'd be very presumptuous to ask him for something. And then, of course, when you come to Corinthians, it says very clearly, earnestly desire spiritual gifts, and especially that you would prophesy. I always said, after I had experience being filled with the Holy Spirit in my life, being baptized in the Spirit, some people call it, because it's like that experience of being completely filled, drenched, immersed in the Holy Spirit. We, Paul and I used to say, I think after that, people went around writing new verses in our Bible that we'd never seen before, um, because the verses were there all along, but we just hadn't noticed them before. And so we're encouraged as a family of God to earnestly desire these gifts because as we use them in the body of Christ, then we will encourage each other and we will build each other up. And 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 what it is for the prophetic, and maybe we should just actually, before we even really get into it tonight, just read what it says in 1 Corinthians um, so that we're very clear what we're talking about when we're talking about the prophetic. It says in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 1, Follow the way of love and eagerly desire gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. And then I just want to go down to verse 3. It says, the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. Strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. If you have a desire to encourage other people, then you will be able to prophesy. As a young girl, and you're sitting beside, you're sitting beside Josh. And I just, you, you know, I'm going to do this tonight, okay? I'm going to pick out some people. I'm going to 
share some words of encouragement with you. Just pray over it, make sure you think it is what the Lord said to you, okay? And then it's so that I want to demonstrate to you what it would look like, okay? And so as I look at you, I just feel like the Lord is saying, there is a young woman who has a heart for other people. She has a big heart and she, she, you, you see people when they're hurting, you see people when they're distressed, you see, and there's something in you that wants to reach out and help them. And that, that spirit is a spirit of encouragement that wants to encourage people. And I just think that the Lord wants to encourage you tonight because he's put that heart within you. And he says, you know, I will give you the right words. And not only the right words, but I'll even give you how to behave around people. You'll just know instinctively this is what this person needs. And, you know, other people will look at you and think she does that so naturally. But it's like God is saying, you're going to learn to just hear my voice and respond to me leading you and guiding you in so many different simple ways that when people observe you doing it, you'll think, well, it's not a big deal, but it, it will be a big deal to the people who receive it because it will really bring something of God's heart to them. And, and I just feel like for you, God wants to bring his heart to you tonight and say, I know you, I love you, I've shaped you, I've loved how I shaped you, and I've given you that heart. And because I've given it to you, I'm just going to show you how to act in the right way at the right time with the right words. And so for all of us, it is about just leaning in to hear the whispers of God. You know, whenever I talk about hearing from God, don't be expecting that God's going to speak to you in some great big booming voice. And if you don't hear a big booming, booming voice, then you're not hearing from God. For the most part, what I have discovered is that God speaks in a whisper. And often it's just a little hint It's a little thought, it's a little idea that he puts in your mind and your heart and you just have to have the courage to just go following after it. Now what I also find is that coupled with that is that God speaks to us also through his word. And so therefore nothing that I would ever say to you in terms of a prophetic word will ever contradict what is contained in scripture. And that is why if you want to be encouraging and you want to grow in the gift of prophecy, you also must be committed to the word of God. You must be committed to reading this word, understanding this word and getting it into your heart and into your spirit. Because it's that you fill your mind with the word of God. God gives you um, by the power of his spirit, there is material there that the spirit of God can draw on. And then out of that, you can speak God's word to people. Now, it's not that I would always give a prophetic word on the basis of a verse of scripture, but I often find that's my starting place. And it's a great place to start. And it's a safe place to start. And it's something of what we want to do tonight, to keep what we do tonight in line with the word of God. But I would just say, get hungry for God's word. And as you get hungry for God's word, God will feed you. And as you feed yourself, he will give you material that he can then come and just use and say, you see that little chunk of bread that that you, because this is the bread of life. You see that little chunk of bread I gave you today to feed you. You can pass that on and it'll feed somebody else as well. And you know, there's a young man in your black t-shirt just right at the end of the room, yes. 
And, uh, and I just feel for you that the Lord is saying that if you will give yourself to knowing his word. In fact, I think there is a growing hunger in you um, to, to serve the Lord and to, um, to honour him. And I feel like it's, the word of God is going to be very important to you. And I think too that perhaps in the past, you know, you have heard voices that have maybe put you down a bit and said, oh, you wouldn't be able to do this. You wouldn't be able to understand this. This isn't something that you would be up for. And the Lord says, that's absolutely not true. I've given you a great mind. And that if you give yourself to this word, I feel like the Lord is saying, not only will I feed you, but you're going to be a young man who feeds other people. In fact, I think there's something about you that has the spirit of Timothy, um, where Paul really encouraged Timothy not to let anybody despise the fact that he was a young man and that he was encouraged to serve the people of God. And there's a servant heart in you. And God says, I love that about you and I want to feed you, I want to teach you, but I'm doing it so that you in turn can pass on these little chunks of bread to other people and feed them as well. And so that's why it is so important that we get to love this word, that we get it into our hearts and we get it into our spirits. And then we allow the Holy Spirit to use that to, as we're meeting with people, to spark off on us, in us, the, the, the thoughts and the, and the ideas that he wants um, to bring to other people. I often find even just in my, you know, daily readings that God is speaking to me and he's talking to me about something. But then I'll maybe meet someone that week and I'll feel that little nudge from the Holy Spirit. You know that thing you read, Priscilla, this week? You know, that's, that's going to be helpful for that person to hear. And, um, and, and so you can just share it. And that's why you can do this with people who are not Christians as well. You know, you don't have to do it with a BDS and say God's spoken to me about you and give them you know like the heebie-jeebies you can just share normally with them because the prophetic is as I said it's about sharing God's heart for people he looks at people and he sees a potential in them and he sees what he's placed in them and that's what he wants to call forth and so therefore just in your you know I would say this is not to be just confined to the church and Leon was telling us stories about increasingly, you know, people who are out and about and just feel those little nudges of the Holy Spirit to speak to people and encourage them and bring something of God's heart to them. Now, I'm telling you to, that that's a great thing to do. And to be honest, when God does it with me, I'm always arguing with them and saying, oh, God, I don't want to look stupid. You know, I don't want to, like them to think I'm a crazy person. We were um, in the States not very long ago and I'd been out for a walk in the morning and there was a young guy um, and he was pushing a, a pram towards me and it was quite early and there was a baby in the pram and he was, wasn't too far away but as he came towards me, I just immediately the thought, this is the way it works for me, okay? So the thought came into my mind, you know, that the Lord was saying, just the way he feels about that little boy is how I feel about him. You know, he's a great dad and he loves that little boy. And just the way he feels about him, that's the way I feel about him. So by this time, the guy was right up on me. And I had smiled and said, good morning, and then kept walking. And I said, well, God, if you wanted me to say it to him, you should have sort of given me more warning than that because that just wasn't enough time. 
And uh, so I walked on and I thought, well, maybe I'm just supposed to pray for him. And, and the truth is, sometimes, you know, the Lord gives you things about people so that you can pray for them. So that it's not always about something that you're going to give out and share. That you can just become, you know, you can pray more, more, in, more specifically for somebody. So I started to pray for him and I thought, well, I'm quite glad, Lord, because, you know, it would have been a bit embarrassing to sort of approach him. And anyway, I was coming round to the house and I sort of had done a loop. And as I was coming round, who was coming up the hill towards me but the guy with the pram. And so this time I had to say, oh, look, I hope you don't think I'm crazy, but I'm a Christian. And, you know, when I saw you this morning and then I just started to talk to him and tell him what I thought, you know, and he was, I mean, he was lovely and he was very appreciative. I don't know what he made of it all. But, you know, that's why I'm saying those little nudges, just respond to the Holy Spirit and let him lead you and let him guide you. And But even as we're learning and growing in using the gifts, I would say make sure that you always have that little checklist in your mind. Is what I'm going to say encouraging? Is what I'm going to say strengthening? Is what I'm going to say comforting? You know, that, that we, we don't want to bring condemnation into people's lives. Our God is a redeeming God. And, and he, you know, it's not that God doesn't see the problems. It's not that God doesn't understand that, you know, there are some things in our lives that need to get sorted out but God calls out the potential in us and then so as you fill your mind with good word and even as I'm saying that you know I said often I'm reading something and you know it speaks to me and then I'm, and I'm holding it well this week I was reading that story you know when the children of Israel were in the desert and there was no water and they were complaining to Moses and God said to Moses what's in your hand it was his staff that you know had seen the parting of the Red Sea and God told him to strike the rock and the water flowed out of the rock and I, I was just struck by that afresh how that our God can even make water come out of a rock so that's been in my head all week and just as I'm with you this morning there's a gentleman sitting right on the end of the row here and I just feel like prompted by the Lord to share that with you and say you know your God is a God who can make water flow from a rock that even in the hardest place, God can bring water that will refresh our soul and meet our need and provide for us. And he says, you know, that he understands that there are times when it is difficult and hard and it's hard to stand. But you have proved him in the past, just as Moses had proved him by seeing the sea parted and a whole nation delivered. Moses had proved him by using the simple thing that was in his hand. And God says, I have put simple things in your, your hand and you're a man of faith. And, and the Lord says, you've proved me in the past and you can prove me again because I'm still the God who makes water flow from the rock. <laughs> so I'm only giving, that is just a very short introduction to what the prophetic gift is all about. But what I want to do tonight is to look at Mary's story in Luke chapter 1. And the wonderful thing about the coming of, the, of, of Jesus and the birth of Jesus was there was a huge amount of prophetic activity around that time. Because, of course, this was the culmination of God's plan for humanity. That the Messiah had been promised for all of those hundreds of years. And here he was about to be born 
the light of the world was about to come forth. And of course, there was a huge amount of prophetic activity around that time. You've John the Baptist and all of his parents' experience in terms of him coming into the world. And then, of course, you have the angel speaking to Mary. And we don't often think of that as being a guide to what the prophetic is all about. But I love when you read that little section of what the angel says to Mary. And it was basically a prophetic word to Mary as to what was going to happen to her. And I want us to just simply look at it tonight. And this is the plan. We're going to look at this little section of scripture and break it down and see how that there are different things that the prophetic does in our lives. And then we're going to take each little section and we're going to give opportunity to pray for one another on the basis of what what that particular thing is. And so there'll be lots of opportunity to receive and there'll be lots of opportunity to give. And that's why I'm saying I have to trust you tonight because it's got to be about encouragement, it's got to be about comfort and it's got to be about strengthening and we're going to keep that in our mind the whole time. So we're going to read the little bit um, in Luke and it's Luke chapter 1 and it's verse... Oh my goodness, it's dark up here. Um, It's verse 26. So I'm going to read you the whole section. I don't don't want want you to get agitated because it is the Christmas story and I don't want you to be thinking about all the Christmas preparations that you have to make. Um, Although there's probably some of you that have the gifts already bought and under your bed and I hate every one of you. (laughs) Um... But no, we, we want to learn about the prophetic from this story. We don't often think about it in that light. And it says this. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured, the Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you're to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel, sorry about this, guys. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you. and The power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth Your relative is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. So the angel comes to Mary and he's basically giving her a prophetic word about what her life was, in fact, her life was going to be turned upside down. This was an amazing thing that happened to this young woman as 
the, the angel comes to her. And the very first thing that strikes me when you read this is that the prophetic paints the big picture. In other words, although the angel was coming to specifically speak to Mary and tell her, you know, what was going to happen in her life, it paints the big picture. Let's look at it. In verse 31, it says, you will conceive and give birth to a son. You'll call him Jesus. But it says, he will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever and his kingdom will never end. So the angel lifts Mary's eyes to see that this was part of God's eternal purposes that she was going to play a part in. He lifts her because this was a huge thing, this young woman getting pregnant. And, you know, she was going to be in a, she was in a small, in a small village situation. So she was going to be ridiculed. She was going to be gossiped about. There was going to be a lot of fallout from, from what was about to happen to her. But the angel lifts her eyes to see there's a much bigger picture here, um, Mary. And that's what the prophetic does. The prophetic lifts our eyes to see the bigger picture. And I want us to think about that tonight. I want us to think, and you know, even as Leon shared about meeting the Archbishop today and what God's plans and purposes are, not just for this area of England, but for the whole of the UK, for us at home in, in Ireland, God has got plans and purposes for communities, for towns, for cities and for nations. But you and I get to play a part in it. Um, but he, he needs us at times to lift our eyes above, you know, just the immediate that we're surrounded with and see the bigger picture. And at the very end tonight, I'm just going to give one or two of you an opportunity to share. And we're, that's how we're going to finish tonight. Um, and pray into what we feel perhaps that God is saying to us about that bigger picture in the nation. As I was praying about this, the thing that I really felt like the Lord was saying to me was, you know, that this wasn't the time to circle the wagons. Um, because we're in, in the, the nation at the minute and we're living with, you know, the fallout of Brexit and all the rest of it. And there's a lot of fear about and there's a lot of shaking about. And it's not just in the UK. It feels like there's a huge amount of shaking in our world. And I just felt like the Holy Spirit wanted to say to us that as his people, he did not want us to be fearful. In fact, there's a verse in Isaiah that says, do not fear what these people fear. Because we have got to understand who our God is and that he is a God who is in control. He is a God who is the King of kings and Lord of lords and who has purpose, purposes and his purposes will be fulfilled. And that you and I get to be part of that. And he says, it's not a time to retreat. It's not a time for my people to circle wagons and protect what they have. This is a time for advancing. I just felt like the Lord was saying that with all of the shaking, he was going to give us so many opportunities because we get the opportunity to point people to the rock that is Jesus and that when everything around them is being shaken, it gives us opportunities. And God says, seize the opportunities that I give you. See, I'm already working. I felt like he was saying, for people in your life, he had already gone before you. He was already stirring things up in their hearts and their spirits. He was already um, 
causing their hearts to be thinking about the Lord. And he says, you take every opportunity that I can give you. Don't retreat. Don't retreat. Do not fear what these people fear. We are people who know who our God is. So that was an, some aspect of what I felt like the Lord was saying in terms of the bigger picture. And God sometimes just needs to lift our lift our heads, lift our faces to understand that what we are currently going through isn't all that there is. That he wants us to see that he is the God who is in control. And a man with a white sweater, stripy jumper. Yep. I just, you know, I just feel for you at the minute, the Lord is saying, you know, lift up your head. Lift up your head because I am your God and I am the God who is true to my word. And I just feel like he wants to pour fresh strength and fresh energy into you to know that the things that you have heard from the Lord, you do not need to doubt them. He says, I'm a God who's true to my word and I have been true to my word in the past. I am true to my word in the present and I will be true to my word in the future. And you can totally rely upon me. I just feel as if he's wanting to underline that for you at the minute. And where perhaps there's some area that you might have lost heart in, the Lord is saying, don't lose heart. Don't lose heart because I am still for you in that area. And you will still see that I will be faithful to you in that area. And it's just that sense of, you know, it's easy at times to get your head down. And the Lord's saying, lift up your head, lift up your head and see the bigger picture. And so at the end tonight, as we finish, I do want us to, to perhaps, you know, it gives you time to think for the rest of the evening. Is there something, Lord, that you want to say to us about that bigger picture that we can even pray into as we finish this evening? And then the second thing about the prophetic in this little story about Mary is it does show us that we have a part to play. I mean, the angel comes to Mary and he tells her that she is going to get pregnant. Oh, thanks so much. We're trying everything here. <laughs> that, um, that she is going to become pregnant by the Holy Spirit and she is going to give birth to the Son of God. And I mean, that is an amazing prophecy. I'm not sure it's one that I would want to get. But, um, but you know, it is so important that you realize that you have a part to play. People who feel that they've nothing to contribute often feel hopeless. But when you know that you have something to contribute, it gives you a sense of dignity and worth and value. And, and it also communicates, as we communicate to other people, you know, God has a purpose for your life, that that is something that will lift their heads. And um, there's a young woman and you're in a checked shirt. Just right over here. Yes, you've just looked round. Yes, yes. And God's reminding you tonight that you have a part to play. Um, and that his, again, his hand is on your life. When I say that, you know, I could say to everybody in this room, God's hand is on your life. And it's absolutely true. But I just feel like for tonight, you need to understand 
that God is reassuring you that he has a part for you to play. And I think, too, it is this thing about dignity and worth and value. You have incredible dignity and worth and value to God. And I think God is teaching you about that as well. And he's helping you to see yourself from a fresh perspective. And I think the more you understand that, the greater your confidence is going to be. And so, therefore, I think part of the part you will play is communicating that confidence to other young women especially young women who have no sense of their worth and value who who are broken and who really don't have any sense of hope in their hearts and I feel like part of the part that you will play and the ministry that God is calling you to is about because you're learning it yourself and what we learn ourselves is so much more powerful when we pass it on to someone else and you're going to pass that on to other people I just see you handing out mirrors mirrors and you're going to say you know the mirror that you look at yourself in is a faulty mirror this is the mirror of God's word if you look into that you'll see yourself as God really sees you and that's part of the ministry God has called you to and so all of us have a specific part to play. God, there isn't one person, if you know Jesus and you're part of the body of Christ, there isn't one person that God hasn't a place for and God hasn't a role for you to play. It's really important and that we see that, believe it, and say, we may not exactly know what it is, but then it's okay to say, okay, God, I know I have a part to play and I want you to make it clear what it is. Actually, Gemma, you know, it's very obvious you're a part of the worship team tonight. So people would say, well, then it's easy for Gemma because she'll know the part that she has to play because she's got an amazing voice. She's an amazing worshiper. And that is part of the call of God on your life. But even as I look at you tonight, I sense that you carry other passions in your heart. You have a passion for worship and it's so evident and you're gifted and called. But you carry other passions in your heart. Um, it was almost like as I looked at you, I could see several colourful balloons. And um, and they're, 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 they represent different passions. And I feel like the Lord is saying, don't throw any of them away, Gemma. Hold on to all of them. Um, because at times you think maybe, mm, I'm spitting over people now, and you're all going to have the cold next week. That's really impartation, isn't it? Oh, dear. Um, but I just felt like the Lord is saying, don't burst any of those balloons. Don't, don't let any of them go. Because I feel every single one of those passions has been given you by God. And there will come a right time for each one of them. And there's some of them that you're just sort of touching at the minute. But I I feel like there will be a time in your life when it will become more evident what that's going to look like. And I feel too there will be a time in your life when the passions kind of come together. And you can see why you were meant to hold them all. Because one will feed the other and one will be important to the other. And it's part of what God has for you and, and his place that he has for you. In the body of Christ and so all of us have a part to play Mary had a specific part to play and the angel told her what that was and so for our first little activation tonight I want us to think about the part that God would have for us to play and the best way I think of doing this is this because I want to keep it safe I'm going to say for for some of you perhaps who would like to receive a little bit of prayer about that idea that God has a part for you. I'm just going to ask you either to come out to the front or go down the sides, okay, and just stand there. And what we don't want, we don't want people coming up and sort of saying, okay, 
you're going to be an apostle to Timbuktu, or and you're going to be a prophet to, you know, we, that's not what we want to do tonight. What we want to do is for people who genuinely say, God, I am believing that you have a part for me to play in the body of Christ and in life. And I am presenting myself to you and saying, I'm not quite sure what it is, Lord, but I want to know. And then we're going to just let other people come and pray for you and pray that God would, if not tonight, during the next season, begin to speak to you and tell you what it is that he has for you at the minute. And sometimes, you know, it is a bit like that story that I talked about with Moses. God says to you, what's in your hand? What's in your hand? Because what's in your hand is what I've called you to do. In fact, there's a a lady and you've a white top on and you're sitting beside a gentleman with glasses and you've lovely long and you've looked, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like that's what the Lord's saying to you tonight. He's saying, you know, don't struggle with what I have for you to do. I have you in a certain place at the minute and actually where I have you is where I want you to be. Um, and that, that God is using you in that place already. There's something about you. Um, we talked this morning about the lady who um, anointed Jesus' feet with the perfume. There's something about you that when you are with people, you bring something of the perfume of Jesus with you. They, they kind of smell Jesus off you. And God's wanting you to know that he's got you in the right place at the right time and not to struggle with that at the moment because where you are currently, he wants to use you. And it's a bit like he said to Moses, what have you got in your hand? And to Moses, it was only a plain old stick, but it had the power to part a sea. And, uh, and it had, under, under the anointing of the Holy Spirit and God, it had, it had power to perform miracles. And God says, there's some very simple things that I've placed in your hand, but if you will trust me and you will let me fill, me, fill you with my spirit, you will see those simple things um, create amazing things. So just trust me in this. Um, <clears throat> and so it, that's, that's how we want to pray for people. We want to just simply get alongside them and we're not going to take a long, long time and we're not going to go into counselling mode and ask them why do they think, you know, what or, or anything because we know what they're standing here for. They're saying, I want to find my place in the body. I want to know what God's gifted me for and we're simply going to pray for them. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read a passage of scripture so that the scriptures will be in your head as you go to pray for someone. And I'd like you to hold the passage of scripture in your head as you go and pray with them so that you 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 stay within the the a safe boundary. And uh, and if you if you have never given anybody a prophetic word before, it might be that you just want to go and join a group and listen, and listen to what's being prayed and spoken over their lives. If God gives you something to encourage, 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 then you might be able to share that as well. But, you know, and, and it can be brief. You know, we don't have to go on and on and on. Sometimes it can be just something very, very simple. Like there's a lady there, and you've got a beautiful blue sparkly scarf on. And I'm taking this verse out of context, but really, I really think that the Lord is saying, I'm going to prepare a place for you. I'm going to prepare a place for you. So it can be brief. It doesn't have to be long. It can be something as simple as that, okay? So I'm going to read to you from Romans, which talks about the part 
that we have to play in the body of Christ. And then if you would like to be prayed for in this area, you're just going to come out to the front, to the side, and I'm not going to give you loads and loads of time to do this, okay? Um, it'll just be a short, sh- short prayer, and then we're going to move on to the next thing. But this is, and, um, and as we're doing that, we're going to get the worship team up, and we'll worship, and, um, you know, and then so, so that we can keep on stirring up the Holy Spirit as we're talking. Um, now, where am I going to read to you? Okay, this is what Romans 12 says. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts, according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's to encourage, then give encouragement. And if it's giving, then give generously. If it's to lead, do it diligently. If it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. And be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. And so we're going to speak blessing over each other's life tonight and pray that the people who would like to find their place will find it and know what God is saying to them. So if that's you, and we've got to do this really quickly, okay, because time is going so quickly. If that's you, find a place in the aisle at the front and then the rest of us are going to just come and simply pray that you will find your place. And if in that context you feel a little nudge from the Holy Spirit to give a word of encouragement to that person, even on the basis of some of the stuff that I've read from Romans 12 there, then do that, but do it very briefly. Okay, it's like a party game. Go, 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 if that's what you would like prayer for. Fantastic. Just spread out so that people can come. And now it's down to you to be brave. And if you've maybe never done this before, I mean, there will be people here who are part of the ministry team in Zion. And I want you especially to come and pray. But I would like some of you who've never done it before and have never heard someone being prayed for or prophesied over before, and you'd like to learn, you'd like to learn, then just come and listen in that's okay as well so we can have quite a few people gathered around these folk okay and we're just going to give you a few minutes so let's go let's be brave and come and uh, and the rest of us can worship as they're being prayed for okay let's be brave we need quite a few people to come so from what the angel said to Mary We're saying, first of all, God paints the bigger picture to lift our heads up to see his perspective on things. Often the prophetic will come and say to you exactly what part you have to play, which is what he said to Mary. But when the prophetic comes, very often as well, it comes with a promise to hold on to. And that's what it says right at the beginning when um, Gabriel speaks to Elizabeth. It says in verse 28, 
the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. And then right at the end, he, sa- he says, For no, go- no word from God will ever fail. No word from God will ever fail. Do you think Mary needed to go back to those words over the next nine months? The Lord's with me. No word from God is ever going to fail. Do you think she needed to remind herself that that's what God said to her? And I know for me, you know, that God has given me prophetic promises and I have to go back to them time and time again. In fact, you know, when I'm praying about people or situations, I often ask the Lord to give me a prophetic promise, to give me something that I can hold on to. I do it for my children. I do it for my grandchildren. I ask the Lord to give me specific words for each one of them. And those are the words that I pray over their lives on a regular basis. We I still have a prodigal in my family and many years ago the Lord gave me the promise from Isaiah I will lead the blind along paths they have not known I will make the rough places smooth and I will bring them from darkness into light believe me I hold on to that promise and I keep on holding on to it so often when God comes and speaks a word to you he comes with a promise And there's a lady and you're sitting again at the end of a row and you have dark hair and you have glasses. And you're sitting, yes, that's it. And when I look at you, the promise that comes to my mind is a verse in Isaiah that says, um, you will be like a well-watered garden, a spring whose waters never fail. And I just feel like the Lord wants to give you that as a promise tonight that he is going, he's working in your life. And sometimes you might look and think, there's not a lot happening here, God. But when God looks at you, he sees a garden. And he says, I promise that I am watering that garden. And I am producing fruit in that garden. And I'm producing beautiful flowers in that garden. And that there's a spring that God is unlocking in your life. And I think springs and water often speak about the Holy Spirit. And he says, there's a spring that God wants to bring forth in your life, which is just the flow of the Holy Spirit in your life to refresh you and to bring you fresh energy, to bring you fresh strength, that you can drink at this spring and know God's presence and power in your life on a daily basis. But I really believe that he's saying, this spring is not for you alone. This is to feed and nourish you but it's so that you in turn will feed and nourish others, which is something that you like to do. And I think that that spring is just going to flow out from you. And God sees you as a well-watered garden. But he wants to give you it as a promise. It'll be a spring whose waters never fail. You're never, need, you're never going to look over your shoulder and think, Lord, I need refreshing here, but you're not refreshing me. That spring is never going to fail you because the Holy Spirit will never fail you. And so often within a prophetic word comes a promise for you to hold on to. You know that that he'll say to us things like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. There's a, I'm I'm just going to say young man because everybody's young when you're my age. (laughs) There's a young man, you've, you've a lovely pink shirt on so you'll know that it's you. Yeah, I just feel as if the Lord is underlining for you at the moment 
I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I think that he's saying that is there's some challenges in your life that you, you know, that will mean that you will have to be strong and you sometimes don't feel that you're quite up up to what you have that is some of the decisions that you have to make. The Lord wants you to know that He will be your strength. And that it's not even that you have to, you know, suddenly make yourself strong. It's like it's okay, son, to say, Lord, I feel weak at the minute. And God says, I will be everything that you need. I will be your strength. And I feel too that there's some situation that you need his wisdom in. And I'm reminded of those verses in James that says, if we lack wisdom, all we have to do is ask. And I just feel as if the Lord is wanting to pour his wisdom into you and and that that, that you will be given the creative solutions from God about the situation that you're facing. But he just wants you to know that he's with you and that he will strengthen you and you can depend on him. And so for all of us, whenever the prophetic word of encouragement comes, it often comes with a promise from the Lord. And so I'm going to do the same thing again. And I'm just going to ask that if you need a prophetic promise tonight, if you need a prophetic promise to hold on to, I'm going to ask you again to come out to the into the aisles and to the front. And then for the rest of us who are sitting, I'm just going to pray that the Holy Spirit will just remind you of some promise in the Word of God. And as you look at the people who are standing around, that you'll just have that little whisper in your ear. Don't wait for a big loud voice. But as a, as a verse comes into your mind and you look around and you see someone standing and you think, I think that promise is for them. And again, we're going to be brave enough to go and share it with them. And, and you know, it's going to be God's word. So it means that we'll not be doing any damage to anybody if we give them a promise from the word of God. Okay. And, uh, and, and if you're receiving those promises, then just ask the Lord to confirm to your heart that it's something that he wants you to take hold of and believe him for. So if you need, I, I, I was thinking you say something like this, everybody will come out into the aisles. But, you know, if you especially need, and if you were prayed for the last time, because there's so many people here, we can't keep praying for the same people. So if you're prayed for the last time, let, let some other people come this time. But if you need a prophetic promise tonight that would encourage your heart and spirit, come down here, come to the front, and then I'm going to pray for the rest of us that the Holy Spirit will stir some words from prophetic promises from his word that we can come and share with the people and this time just come and give them the verse just say there's a verse in the bible that says this and this is the verse i think that god wants you to have okay Um, and so we'll not take time to pray this time we just give the people the verse that we think would encourage them so if that's you and you need a prophetic promise come and stand at the front or stand out in the aisles it is a wonderful way um, to use scripture to strengthen ourselves and build ourselves up but it's a wonderful way to encourage each other as well and that's why I would encourage you to get to know the promises of God's word and the truth is that God's word is true for all time you know we can read these 
verses in scripture that are full of promise and it's always true you know my God will supply all your needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus that's always true the Lord is my shepherd I will lack nothing it's always true goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever it's always true the thing about the prophetic is that it takes what is always true and often the Holy Spirit gives it to us at a time when we really, really need to hear it. You know, when it's God's, we would say it's God's now word for us. It's what he wants to say to us right here and right now. And that's why we're trusting the Holy Spirit to just prompt us um, whenever we're talking with people and that's what I love about the prophetic you know it doesn't have to be like some sort of like super spiritual and it's not it's not about Christian fortune telling that's how some Christians view it you know it's Christian fortune telling it's not that at all it's about hearing God's heart for us and allowing that to strengthen us and build build us up so it is that sense of this is always true but just now this is what I need to hear and um, indeed we, we met you over this weekend and he very kindly gave us a lift this morning and just as I say that about something that's always true but as I look at you I, the verse that came to my mind was where Jesus was talking to his disciples and he says my peace I give to you not as the world gives but I give you my peace a peace that is better than understanding. And I just feel like that is God's now word for you, that he's speaking peace to your heart and to your spirit. And it is, it will override your understanding. And I feel like, you know, you are a woman who thinks deeply about things and who talks to the Lord deeply about things. Um, but I think that in this, the Lord is saying, yeah, I appreciate that about you, but this peace that I want to give you will override your understanding. There's some things at the moment that you just cannot get your head around. And the Lord says, but I am still going to give you my peace in a way that's really palpable and will be felt by you. You will know it as a reality in your life. And so it is that thing of it being the now word that God wants to speak to us. So the prophetic comes with the big picture, the part that we have to play at times. It comes with promises to hold on to, and it always brings encouragement. And, and this is what I love about it. And, and I, I say it again, if you have a heart that desires to encourage others, then God will give you those words of encouragement and you will be able to flow and move in it. In fact, there's this guy here with the gray, gray top on. The, the verse that's coming to my mind at the minute is a verse in the Psalms that says, if you will open wide your mouth, I'll fill it. There's a little word, there is a little verse in the Psalms. If you will step out and you will open wide your mouth, I will fill it. And, and, and that sense that I just think, you know, the Lord has deposited a lot in you and, and there's, a, there's a rich vein and there's a rich deposit in your life. And, um, and again, God hasn't put that deposit there um, just, you know, just for yourself. I just feel like there are others that are going to benefit from that rich vein that God has put in you. And, um, and again, it is, I think there's a confidence thing that the Lord wants to give you confidence that what you have to say is worth hearing. 
um, because I do believe that it will be inspired by the Lord and inspired by the Holy Spirit. And so he just, he, he's growing me. I just see your shoulders broadening and I see you growing in God. And, um, and, and I just, that it is that promise. Open wide your mouth and I will fill it. Um, it's time, it's time to speak up, I suppose. That's what I think. It's time to speak up. And so the prophetic brings encouragement because that's what the angel said to Mary again. He said to her, you find favor with God. The favor of God is on you. And so, you know, she, would, she was overwhelmed by what was happening, but she also was encouraged. You have found favor with God. I'm, I'm just going to work my way along the road because I've given a word today and I've given a word to the lady with, <laughs> with the scarf. So the lady in between the two of them. <laughs> um, actually, I do think that you need to hear tonight you found favor with God. I don't know if you were here this morning, but it was all about the favor of God. And you just need to know that God's favor is on you, that it's his smile is on you, and that, you know, that you don't have to do anything to work up to getting his approval. Or even, I feel, like he said, you don't have to work up to getting my attention. I just feel he's saying to you, you've got my full attention, that my eyes are on you. I know exactly what's going on within your life. I haven't forgotten, you know, there's some things happening and you're going, hey God, you know, don't forget I'm here and what I'm going through. He hasn't forgotten. He hasn't gone to sleep. He's he's right on it. That's what he wants you to do. I'm right on it. So you don't need to be afraid and you don't need to be worried. My favor is on you. You've got my full attention. When you're talking to me, I'm listening. And not only am I listening, but I'm a God who answers prayer. And I'm going to answer the cry of your heart. You need to know that. And so when we bring the, when we bring the prophetic to each other, we, it comes with this, this kind of encouragement. And so this is our final little section tonight. In fact, I'm going to run the last two things in together because it comes with encouragement and it also comes with inspiration because what the angel said to God was or to to Mary was nothing is impossible with God nothing is impossible with God nothing is impossible with God and you sat behind me this morning so I'm assuming you're a couple the blonde girl and the guy beside her yeah you're a couple okay well you know the angel said that to Mary and God wants you two to know nothing's impossible with me I have been moving in your life I have been showing you new things that you never dreamt of in fact there's a verse in the Old Testament that says if you call to me I will answer you and show you amazing things that you never dreamt of and I just feel like you are on this incredible journey with God. It's almost like he's got you on a roller coaster. Don't know if you like roller coasters, but I think you're on a roller coaster with God and it's speeding up. And he says, I am going to teach you so much, not just about who you are as people, but I'm going to teach you so much about who I am. And I think for both of you, it's about learning that he's a father to you. You need to know he's a father to you as a woman, but you need to know that he's a father to you as a son and that he wants to teach you about his father heart. 
and he's going to heal some things on the inside of you as you understand he has a father's heart towards you and he's for you and he's not against you and and that in itself is going to be you know that's going to be an amazing journey for you um, but God has got so many people that you're going to to be able to reach for him he's got so many I just see you in, with in, amongst crowds of people who are being impacted by the fact that God has been teaching you this stuff and that you in turn are telling your story and God says tell your story and tell it often because it's going to have a huge impact on people's lives um, and so nothing is impossible with God he wants you to know that sort of write it down somewhere and say I'm going to hold on to this nothing is impossible with you God and so the prophetic comes with encouragement and it comes with inspiration because it gives us strength to live. That's what Paul talked to Timothy about. He said, you know, remember what was spoken over you with the prophetic word. It's so that it will give you strength to run the race. It'll give you strength to keep on going. So if you need encouragement or you need inspiration tonight, um, I'm going to in a minute ask you to come out again and stand. And again, to help those of us who maybe aren't used to maybe speaking a word of encouragement over over each other. Again, I want to stick to scripture. So I'm going to read the prayer that Paul prays for the Ephesians in Ephesians chapter 3. Um, and in fact, um, what I might do is I think I'll ask the people who would like a word of encouragement and inspiration to come and stand first because I want to read this prayer over you and for the rest of us to hear it and think what specific part of this prayer can I pray over this person that will bring a word of encouragement and inspiration to them tonight? So if you need that word, why don't you come again and be brave enough and come and stand and I'm going to read this prayer over you. In Ephesians chapter 3. take this as, as part of the ministry that God has tonight. Just let it soak into your heart and into your spirit, okay, as I read this prayer over you. The rest of us, let's stir it up. The Bible talks about stirring up the gifts that were within us. So listen to these words and say, okay, God, what word from this prayer can I take and pray over one of these people as a word of inspiration and encouragement for wherever they're at tonight? This is what the word of God says for this reason I kneel before the father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith and I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's people to grasp how wide, how long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. That's an amazing prayer. Now come, 
take something from that prayer and pray it over these guys as a word of encouragement and as a word of inspiration. And if you haven't come out to pray for somebody tonight and you've really been dying to do it, but you've just been nervous, then make this your opportunity. Come and join in with some of the others who'll be praying and and come and just have the boldness to share those little whispers that the Lord is putting in your heart from this prayer in Ephesians. Okay, guys, I just want to really appreciate so much that you've participated and joined in. I also want to apologize for this voice of mine, but I do feel, you know, whenever it comes to these things and, and encouragement and the prophetic, you know, the enemy does everything that he can to discourage us. And, um, and I suppose I also wanted to sort of fight through tonight, even though I knew my voice wasn't the strongest and not, um, I wanted to open my mouth wide too and hope that the Lord would fill it, uh, even though it might have been a little bit hard for you to listen to. So I really appreciate that you have stuck the pace with me as well. And so we're just going to finish now on the note that I started on, which is that God gives us the big picture. And we don't have time to have a lot of input from folk. Um, I'm just going to, in a moment, maybe give one person, if you had a sense throughout the evening that there was one thing that the Lord wanted to say to us that would give us the big picture that we could pray into as we finish tonight. But I also can't not do this either. There's a young guy and you're sitting right at the back and you're by the door. You're right at the back. By the door. You're just about nearly out the door. And, uh, and, and I just feel as if that you need to know tonight before you go that, um, that God sees you and, and God knows you and he knows what's best for you. And he says, I've got a plan and purpose for your life. <coughs> and that if you will commit yourself to him and his plans and purposes, that he will encourage you, he will strengthen you, and he will use you. (coughs) There's a verse that says, if you don't rely on your own understanding, but you commit yourself to God, that he will direct your path. And I just feel like, you know, it's almost like you're at a crossroads, and you could pick different routes in your life. And one will bring you purpose and fulfillment and, and, and you will be all that God created you to be. And, and the other one will, will not be a helpful path for you to walk on. And God says, I am looking out for you. I am looking out for you because you are so important to me and you're so precious to me. And I think you're sitting beside the door and the Lord says, I don't want you to bolt anywhere. The only place I want you to bolt is into my arms because I love you and I've given myself for you. And you're going to be a young man who really makes a difference in this world whenever you commit fully to Jesus Christ. You're really going to make a difference. And I and I feel like there's a race that God has for you to run and that he wants to inspire you to run it and then you'll inspire others to run alongside you. You'll not run this race on your own. There'll be other people who'll be running it with you, cheering you on as they see you 
being all that you can be in Christ. And I, I just thought I, I had to give that one last word before we finish tonight. So is there one person who feels that they've got something that they could lift their heads with just that one word? And it's got to be short because there's a trapdoor up here that will take you down if you're too long. So if you've got one word that will give us the bigger picture before we finish tonight, this is your chance. I am taking a risk. Um, all day I've had a scene from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory in my head. Um, yes, come on, it's going to be deep. Um, and the, it's the end one from the original Charlie and the Chocolate Factory where they're in um, the best one. And it's the where they're in the elevator going up. Um, and Charlie and his grandpa are getting a little bit stressed. And Willy Wonka's getting excited about what's, what's coming. And um, they can see the glass ceiling up above them. Uh, and the phrase has been going around my head all day where Charlie's grandpa says, we'll be cut to ribbons. But then as they break through that ceiling, they see the city of London in a way that they've never seen it before. And I got a sense of God saying that he's accelerating something in us. And he's accelerating a move of, of him that, like we've never seen before. And some of us are terrified about it. And some of us are going, if God, you carry on like this, I'm going to be cut to ribbons. But I feel like God's saying if we embrace it, we'll have a view of our town and our city like we've never had before. And I really felt like God was saying to me about the words, hell's Owen in bloom. Uh, which is, you know, I walked through our town the other day and noticed that a lot of the flowers in the town are starting to die. But I really felt a sense of God saying to us as a church, we need to pray that there will be a long season of hell's Owen in bloom. Why don't we all stand and why don't you pray into that for us? Pray that over us, that we will just see that continuing blossoming and break that glass ceiling and have all that God has for us. Yeah, Father God, I thank you that you you love our town, you love our region more than we could ever love. Um, but Lord, we pray that you would you would continue in an acceleration that has already begun. Lord Jesus, we pray and we long for more of you in our town, in our region, and in our city. Lord Jesus, we pray that the that the um, broken will be uh, close to you. Lord Jesus, would you set prisoners free? God, would the lost be found? Lord, we pray in your mighty name. Lord Jesus, would you? Father God, I pray for the for the glass ceiling that we have faced as a church. God, that we pray for the black uh, for the black country and the and the glass ceiling that that has faced. Lord Jesus, we pray that as we embrace your acceleration, Lord Jesus, would you break through and would you smash that, Lord Jesus? And I, we pray, Lord, would you give us a heart and a view and a perspective of our town and our region like we've never had before, Lord Jesus? God, would you drive us to our knees? Would you break our hearts, God, for those that don't know you, Lord Jesus? And Lord, I pray that we would see a long season of hell's Owen in bloom. Lord Jesus, we pray for crime to be reduced in our town, Lord Jesus. We pray for unemployment to drop, Lord Jesus. We pray, Lord, for a move of you like we've never seen before, Lord Jesus. We pray that the streets of our town would be filled with people meeting you, Lord Jesus. We pray, Lord Jesus, that two services wouldn't be enough. Lord Jesus, we pray that 250 young people and 100 kids coming on a Friday night wouldn't be enough, Lord Jesus. We pray for an increase, Lord Jesus, in our town and in our city, Lord Jesus. Would you do more, God, but would you start with us, Lord Jesus? Would you do in us what you need to do? And God, would you, would you help us to step out and speak your prophetic words, Lord Jesus, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much.
We're gonna we're gonna sing a final song as we go, which I just think is the right song for us to finish, especially what Andy shared. But we want to thank Paul and Priscilla, don't we, guys, for all they brought to us over the weekend. And we don't just want to thank them, but we want to pray for them as well. So if you're around about, just gather around them for a second. I just want to pray over them. And Priscilla's done so well tonight because she's croaking down there, isn't she? But you know, the Bible says, he who refreshes others will themselves be refreshed. So Father, we want to pray for this a great couple, Lord Jesus. Such a blessing to so many churches all around the world and such a blessing to us, God. And we want to pray right now. Holy Spirit, would you refresh them as they have refreshed us? Would you pour into them as they have poured into us? Would you strengthen them as they have strengthened us? God, would you give them the promises that they are looking for as they have declared promises into our lives? God, would you encourage them? God, we thank you that, God, that their days of, uh, of journeying and traveling and imparting and teaching and encouraging are, are, are not over by a long stretch. We thank you for all that's in front of them as well as all that's behind them. We thank you for all that's within them and all, God, that is still yet to come into them as well. And so, Lord, we just say thank you thank you for them because thank you because they've been a blessing to us but Lord we thank you because of all the Christ that we see in them and so God we just pray right now God that we pray for their family and for the girls and their husbands and all of their grandchildren we pray for the church there back in Belfast as well and God in the transition season that they're in as well we pray God that you'd watch over that whole process and we pray that, that they would know in their hearts God that you are the Lord of that church because you're the Lord of the church and so God we just pray God that over them and over this transition season uh, for CFC and over this season for them as a couple God that they would know that you are their God and that Lord that there is so much in your heart still for them and so Father we pray a blessing on them in Jesus name Amen Amen and as we go let's sing this not just as a song but let's sing this as a prayer see that glass ceiling being shattered as you sing this song see that view of our region and of our town and of our community as you sing this song and let it stir something in your heart as we go out from this place tonight. Let's go.